Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother that's right my friends finale night you got the troubadour of talk the toxic shock jock of blog talk of course i am your friend and host sam and this is the big brother after show Live from Dead Lizard Studios, 20 minutes south of Atlanta, where it's mighty humid and a little rainy. Please check out our friends, <clears throat> Mortys.com, Mortystv.com. Morty's always being such a big supporter. We're going to thank them very deeply at the end of the show. Uh, but I always <clears throat> want to push those guys and let you know that this show would not be possible without their support. Morty, always fantastic, uh, fantastic fusky Great friend of the show. Uh, actually, just realized I didn't give him my new email. So he's been, you know, you guys, you get email, and you just realize when you've had it for so long, it just fills up with junk. I mean, I'm getting stuff left and right about Apple or somebody ordering something from Apple online, and you know, you go to the fake landing page, and, <clears throat> and it just it's it's never ending. And the old email I have is one that's been around forever. You want to know how old? How old? How old, Sam? It is from MSN.com. That's how old. Um, and I'm, I've been in the Gmail age for a little while, but I, I needed to share it with friends. And <clears throat> sadly, with Fusky, I don't talk to him much year-round, just you know, kind of around the Big Brother show, so I did not get it to him. So he's supposed to update that um, time tonight to 1130, I'm sure. Uh, not a big deal uh, because, you know, we kind of push it on Twitter. But please uh, – Go visit Morty's TV. You know, Survivor starting. I'm not a Survivor guy. I know. Shame on me. Um, Big Brother's pretty much where I focus a lot of time when it comes to something like this. Um, and so I put a lot of a lot of my time in a emotion, effort, and attention as far as entertainment-wise <clears throat> kind of balances between sports and Big Brother. I know that's a weird combination, but that's where I balance between. And so... I just, you know, by the time Big Brother's over, I've got a lot of friends who are big Survivor fanatics, and uh, they keep trying to tell me, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I would I would love to get into it. I just, I'm pretty exhausted, especially with the show and everything by the end of the season for Big Brother. It's just, it goes right into back-to-back, and it's just really tough for me. But if you are a big Survivor fan, 
uh, Morty's is the place to go. Please visit them, www.mortystv forward slash bb forward slash dot com. Uh, and also visit them on Twitter um, at Morty's TV. Uh, please tell them that your friends, their friends, at the Big Brother After Show sent you. Don't forget, too, before we get into everything going on, that these guys always need help. They always need people who are into blogging. Uh, you know, they love to support shows like this one. If you're into that and you're doing that and you want people to, you know, hear you on a wider scale, please get in touch with Morty's. They will, you know, work work things out with you and be fantastic, uh, a fantastic relationship. And also, you know, if you just want to be a blogger or you want to go on there and just talk on, you know, Sometimes we don't have to have a, a blogging site or whatever. We can just go in and chat rooms and talk. I mean, it's kind of the wonderful world of, of the Internet right now, the interwebs. So please go visit them. Uh, tell them tell their friend Sam sent you, and uh, they will be ecstatic to have you and treat you very well. I can promise you that. Um, and, of course, you know, tonight we have finale show, and that's it. I mean, we're done. I won't see you until next year. If we come back, I mean, I, I don't see why we wouldn't. I love doing it. The people that put it together and, and are kind enough to, to have all this stuff happen are kind enough to ask me to come back year after year. And so I am sad at the same time, happy. And I've had mixed feelings about this season. We're going to talk about that. But one thing I told you guys that I would do is I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you have the floor. And we're going to go over some ground rules. Now, we may not get any. Sometimes people just like listening and they get nervous when they call and I'll go to a call, and you might hear that tonight, where I go to a call and they hang up. People just kind of get nervous and, uh, you know, a little scared when it's time to go in front of worldwide Big Brother fans. But if you want to talk, and you're going to give me a little bit of time here before I can get to you, and you can be patient, number 713-955-0749. That will get you into the studio, and it will get you on hold with me. Don't think that you've called. If you're hearing me talking, you're just on hold, and I have to have to reach a certain point where I can go to you. So if you want to talk about Big Brother and you want to talk about the finale and you want to talk about the comments I've made, which was I kind of felt like the jury voted a little bit despite Angela, call in. you got to wait a couple of minutes because it is a finale show. But if you can be patient and you call in and I put you on hold there, you're going to hear my voice through your phone. And uh, one of the things is, I'm going to call your area code. Please know your area code if you call. It's amazing how many people just sit there when I call the area code. Know your area code on your cell phone, guys. <laughs> I don't know what some of you do if you got lost. I really don't. It scares me. Um, so <laughs> please call in if you feel like it. Also, the other thing before we get into the finale night, <clears throat> I am dealing with a cough in my throat that developed last night. Perfect timing, right? And I just got over a little bit of a head cold, and that cough just pops up. So please forgive it if I have to excuse myself for a second to cough up um, a minute. Uh, I certainly won't interrupt you if you do call. But please do. Again, the number if you want to do it, it is 713-955-0749. If you've always wanted to talk on the show, now's your time. I will be kind to you. I won't bite back. I promise. Uh, you can pretty much say whatever you want. It's a free-for-all show here. Um, I have had people call and sing songs, and we had to cut them off, so you do something really dumb, i got to get rid of you. But what we're really here to talk about is the final show of the season. And we're going to talk about, if we get there, my conclusion on how I feel like the season really, really went. Some of you guys will listen to this the next day tomorrow. 
but you may be shocked at how I really felt about this season because I try to keep – I probably don't express it well enough in the show. I try to keep myself really balanced. I'm, I'm on an entertainment level, and sometimes people take that serious as if I'm pulling for someone in particular or whatnot. I do choose people I think would win. Scotty was my choice uh, at the beginning of the season, just the way I felt about him. I thought he might be a pretty good player. Obviously wrong. Sometimes I'm right. But – it all leads us back to this point and the final HOH in the end of the season. And in the final HOH, it's always a situation that's very, very tricky. And you got to decide whether or not you want to win this first part HOH. And as we dive into tonight's episode and the live stuff, we see, you know, everything that went down with the final HOH. Of course, Tyler went in the first part. And although, you know, Tyler agreed to throw that to Casey – uh, we begin to kind of see a little bit about Tyler that I really wanted to see earlier in the season, which was I really wanted to see Tyler w- make some moves to show that he was willing to do whatever he needed to do on his own to really win this game. You know, with this L6, I'm kind of on the fence whether L6 was great for this season or not because I really feel like there was a lot of protection and a lot of bad play on the other side of the house. Not an alliance that was worth going against. Uh, on the other side of the house, the the, the hive and all that stuff is awful. But we know that Tyler has had a little bit of protection throughout the season. And to his own credit, I mean, this is something he could do, deserves complete credit for. But for the first time, we kind of see Tyler in that decision-making process to decide to win that first part of HOH. And I think it's the first kind of sign that reality has hit Tyler that he's going to have a shot for $500,000 and win a game that he's watched for a very long time. Now, if you're listening to this show, and obviously I'm on this show, we all know that feeling. We would love to be on it. Uh, We would love to have the opportunity to show our wits about this game and get an opportunity to play it and win. And Tyler is actually at that moment, right then and there, and realizes, you know what, I really don't think I can throw this. And I think he kind of realizes he has to play for himself then. And I think Tyler's played a lot of this game with the alliance mentality, and I think Casey has too. And and a little bit to, you know, Angela's discredit, she has too. I mean, I've said it from the very middle of this season. I love a good alliance but I also love to see a good alliance make moves on themselves when it's time to do it. And perhaps your argument might be, well, look at your final two. Did they really have to make those moves? Probably not looking at it, but it makes for a better season, and that goes back to what I was saying. When I watch the show, I kind of have to watch it from an entertainment purpose, uh, an entertainment level, because, you know, just coming on here and talking about my favorites is no it's no good for you. You know, maybe the show's no good anyway, but... It's not good for the show for me to come on and just go on and on and on about how how great Tyler is. It's necessary to be entertained this season in this game. And throughout this game, we've seen the same things kind of happen over and over again. But Tyler doesn't owe anything to Casey, and he doesn't owe anything to JC. And they don't owe him anything either, despite maybe Casey's mentality. And that mentality, to me, is a mentality of team. She's a very much uh, a team-oriented kind of player. It's who she is. She's, uh, I believe, a professional football player. That is a team-oriented situation that she's in every day. And it's important to her that team comes first. And we saw that very much in that final HOH, HOH um, selection uh, with Tyler. 
But I think that this is a moment where Tyler realizes that he's got to make the moves he's got to make. And you can tell Casey's a little bent by it. I'm not surprised that Casey was miffed by Tyler not holding up his end of the bargain. But at the same time, I told you guys, she's playing with the team team mentality. And uh, I think this entire time, J.C. really should have been hitting home that he felt like they could beat him in the final two. And I'm not sure that he really did the best job of honestly selling that. We saw a little bit at the end, but did it really come to fruition? All right, I got to tell you guys, we're going to take some calls. I want to take calls from the 516. 516, you are on the Big Brother After Show. Welcome. And what did you think about the finale? What did you think about the jury votes? Talk to me. Uh, number one, man, I, I called last year. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember me. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse, man. Yeah, Jesse. Um, but like I said, you're, you're like, you're second to none. Second to none. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Bro. Thank you, Jesse. No, I, I appreciate that, bro. Second to none. Thank you, bro. Second to none. Thank you. But, but hold on. Hold on. Before... Before we go any further, right? Before we go any further, yeah. Can I, can I, can I get a little credit for my Josh win? Because you don't. You I get a it, ton bro. of credit for you the Josh win. You are the guy who called the Josh win last year when I thought there was no way that Paul was going to sweep this thing. You deserve all the credit for calling Josh on that one. You get the meatball win well, for sure. That is yours. Please. That is you. <laughs> okay. Um, with Casey this year, um, Tyler just, he, he played a great game, right? Right. Uh, what I think he did wrong was getting rid of Brett too early. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I also think that was a little bit of J.C.'s mistake because if you remember, J.C. went and told Tyler, look, Brett's talking about getting rid of the girls, and I don't know if J.C. was just trying to test the waters to see how Tyler felt about it, but it really got right. J.C. in a little bit of trouble because I think Brett was looking at J.C. as somebody I got to take to the end to win this thing. I think J.C. was on his mind for a final two Maybe he didn't express that, but I think it would have come into his mind, and I think J.C. messed himself up a little bit by telling Tyler about Brett's plan. Well, no, but Brett was the one who told K.C. to – well, J.C. was playing a, a crazy game to mm-hmm. be with, you know. Right. Um, I think Brett messed it up himself. J- Brett was the one who said – Let's get rid of Casey or Angela beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the question I have for you. Uh-oh. When has an America's favorite player always been number two? Because I, yeah. I, I talked to my mom. I talked to my aunt about this. I talked to my son about this. This doesn't sit right with me, bro. <laughs> you don't, it doesn't sit right with you that Tyler won America's favorite player? Well, you already got a prize. I, yeah. I I used to think that it always used to be because if we do that, we can 
we can always give a se- second prize is allowed to get America's favorite. That's weird. Yeah. No. Yeah, and really, with, with that case, if you think about it, you know, with their stipend, a lot of times the twenty-five thousand dollars America's Favorite Player winner is winning more than the second place person's winning, because the second exactly. place person doesn't exactly get a stipend. Point. Yeah. 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 So Tyler walks away with seventy-five thousand. Very rarely, I mean, you know, I think obviously it was going to be Tyler. I am surprised, like you, that they do allow it for the second place because they can be a little stingy with the money when they give it away saying that, you know what, if you win the half a million, you don't get your stipend for the time that you were in the house, and you don't get America's Favorite Player money. But in this case, Tyler ends up winning, you know, a pretty good amount of money, but he gets no stipend. So he gets his, you know, 50000 and then 25000 walks away with $75,000. But if any of the other players had gotten their stipend and the $25,000, they're actually looking a lot better than second place. Well, well, yeah, that, I mean that's 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 been had before, but I've never seen that before. But um, can we talk about how that my favorite player was Fessy, bro? Can we talk about that? <laughs> you know that? what? Oh, oh. <laughs> I think Fessy. I think Fessy is probably of of house guests. That's probably one of the coolest people. I really, really liked Fessy as a person. Want to hang out with, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, totally, totally. I think Fessy, and I've said that, I think Fessy is totally cool, and I hated the situation that happened. And I also felt like a little bit, like we were talking about a little bit with Brett, I felt like that JC got rid of Fessy too early, and I think he should have kept riding with Fessy a little while. I don't think he should have gotten rid of Fessy as quickly as he did. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh It's very possible to get Haley out of the way that Fessy – might become a little bit different player, might be more focused. But Fessy was an awful trusting guy, man. I mean, he just—he was just there, and I don't know that he was overly suspicious of too much, and I think that's what got him in trouble. Absolutely, man. I, I'll say this much, though. This this finale had me nails biting. Um, really? So you, I didn't you know who really was going to win. Like, were you, were like, you that easy? Go ahead. I, I thought maybe Tyler might win. Oh, I thought Tyler was totally going to win. But a lot of me felt like, a lot of me felt like, and a lot of people, are, that's about 50-50 on Twitter, I felt like a lot of the jury vote, maybe they'll never admit it, but I want to say that I felt like some of that jury vote was anti-Angela. Like, they felt like Angela had gotten her way, they had said that over and over again, that she was a spoiled brat. She gets her way. Nothing goes bad for Angela. Wah, wah, wah. And here's Tyler, this person she's in love with, that she's been fighting for in jury. And I want to say that point, too. I don't know that Angela making the, making the uh, point for, for Tyler to win helped him because I think it kind of made a little bit of a point of, to them that they were like, you know, we don't like you. We don't like who you are. We don't like how you were. You, she did awful in jury management. But at the same time, it was like it, I kind of got some of the feel that some of their vote came from I just I, – I, if I don't vote for Tyler, it's going to make Angela upset. And, and I kind of feel like that on some level with some of the votes. Not all the votes, but with some of them, I felt like it was more to spite Angela than against Tyler. 
Like, like I said, your your big brother's knowledge is second to none. I've been said that before, right? Thank you, brother. Second to none. Um. Now, would you put Tyler up there with a Doctor Will, a Dane? You know, it's Derek? tough. I get that question a lot, especially with Derek. Derek's a tough guy for me to nail down. I liked Derek's gameplay in this season 16, but I felt like that was a really, really weak cast. And, I mean, they were pretty much just giving him the win. But it gives a lot of credit to him as, as well to put himself in that position. But I do I put Tyler in a top – do I put him – of my top four, would I put him in a top five? I would definitely give him a lot of consideration to put him in a top five. Yeah, I would. I don't. He's not going over Dr. Will or Dan. He's not going over Dr. Daniel Reyes. But I can make an argument for Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry about Daniel. Good. I'm sorry. That was yeah, sexist of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be, as, <laughs> to be as good as Derek, I don't think that that's anything that's wrong with that. Of course, Derek won and Tyler did not. But I think when you look at the game – they play very different games, but I would have no problem putting Tyler in a spot that's near Derek or above Derek. And, and for the people that don't realize who Danielle is, she's the reason why Jury House exists. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and that's her, she's also the reason they don't get to watch the diary room sessions anymore. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Danielle's my favorite, bro. Um, oh. Daniel's top two. It's Dr. Will and Danielle for me. That's my top two. For me, can can we can can I ask a superficial question? Sure. I think Bailey is the most gorgeous girl. I for me, I'm in love with Bailey. Bailey bro. is beautiful. Bailey is absolutely drop dead gorgeous. Absolutely. What, what do you think, you of, think is what do you think of the marriage her? proposal? Yeah. Um I didn't like me personally. I didn't like it. Yeah, I just just it's hard. You know, we watch these shows. You know, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and you know it's fun when you're just with each other and reality's not around you. It's a whole other story when reality's around you. I hope these two stay engaged for a long time. Find out what they're really both like outside the house when real life stresses are stressing on you and money situations and. You know, fights and all this other well, stuff. Well, not, not only that, I I saw, like, I saw him with with his mom, and, stuff, and then he always said okay. Mm-hmm. I I just thought it was a, which I thought was cool, but I, I felt like the marriage result. I just felt like it was a little cho- cheesy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. When you see Mike 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 Boogie done it with Kristen. That's right, yes. No. And I was telling somebody else, this isn't the first one we've seen. That's right. And they didn't end up getting married. They didn't end up getting married. So, you know, you know, who knows how these things work out. you got real life and you got big brother life, and I think real life. But it sounds like the one thing I'll give him a lot of credit for, it sounds like he's done a lot of groundwork getting in with her family, getting to know them, taking the time to get to know them. And that's a great first step for him, and that's very mature on his part. Well, here's what killed me, 23 days, 23. 20- <laughs> 23 days? Okay, it's cool, but... <laughs> Listen, man, I've been... I've, yeah. I've dated people for years that I wouldn't have married in a heart... I wouldn't have married at all, much less 23 days and made that decision. So, 
you know, it's a little it's a little sketchy. Like I said, I hope they stay engaged for a long time and figure things out and make sure that they're the right people for each other. I'm sure that they're good, but still. Uh, Big Brother for me has been the best season in a while for me. Yeah, I'll say it's been the best season in at least probably, I'll say definitely thinking of it like top to bottom, it's probably the first quality season we've seen in probably ten seasons. I'll, I'll say that it was a quality season top to bottom. Here's what bothers me about it, though. It got boring towards half the end because it, it became so predictable. No, yeah, not and, boring, predictable, you know. And, then, and and tonight, when I conclude the show, that's going to be a lot of what I talk about. I just feel like this was a season with incredible potential, and it just ended up being a situation where all the best players ended up in the very same alliance. And because of that, it was just a total domination. And in my opinion... No, but, but, but here's the point. Big Brother 20 was a, really a lot of A lot of people... A lot of people... Like like Fessy and Haley, I respected them. They they went toe to toe with them. You know what I mean? They're like fuck, fuck it. We're going toe to toe with them. You can't. Yeah, I'm but sorry, you can't go I didn't toe to toe with people show. that are on your same alliance either. I mean, you know what I mean? You've got to have some wherewithal to know what's going on. And I and I have to think, with as much as Angela and Tyler were hanging out, as much as Casey, Tyler, and Angela were close, somebody in that house that would have been paying attention would have seen this L6 alliance a little while ago, and I just don't yeah, know that they were and, really and paying attention. Here, here's JC's point, and I know everybody's always saying JC's a crybaby or whatever, but he does have a point. He wanted a mental, but it never happened. You know what I mean? I understand that. Mm-hmm. He wanted a mental challenge instead of a physical mental challenge because he's a short person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I I was a little bit thinking that JC wasn't. Of, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. I was just saying that oh. you know, JC to me when this thing kind of started, and even through the middle of the season, I didn't give JC a lot of credit. But it took a little while for me to realize, especially from view from people who listen, like Renee, who's a big person on the sh- that watches the, or listens to the show, had posted. Listen, you know, JC did a lot of things. Against the odds I mean you think about everything That he was able to pull off How he was able to last How he's able to work with L6 How he's able to work both sides of the house He deserves to be in that final three And she's right He did deserve to be in that final three Yeah but at the same time Final final three really doesn't mean much I, No not until the, you're at the end Because Adam made final three You know Right Right Um yeah, final three is final three. If you make final two, then maybe, maybe we we'll talk about you. You know what I'm saying? Do um, you think that Jay, do you think JC beats Casey at the end in a final two? You know, it's so funny. I was talking to my mom about this. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I do too. I think JC beats her. I think so. I think so, too, because that jury really was giving him a lot of credit. And they were dismissing a lot of her vetoes, which was also some of the reason why I thought maybe their vote was to spite Angela a little bit. 
because they were already kind of on the verge of giving Casey not much credit for her veto win, saying that she really didn't need to win them. There was no point. And she never used any of them, so why, why did she win them? I disagree a little bit with that, of course, but I kind of felt like that they would have given the vote to J.C. had J.C. been in that final two with Casey. I I believe, well, I think J.C. could have, I, I agree with J.C. In the, in the sense it's not fair to him. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Social game is social game, you know. Right. Dr. If we want to take it back to Big Brother 2, the blueprint of the whole shit, you know? Yeah. Dr. Will was held with his back against the wall. He really was. Oh, yeah. And Um, that's where you give Dr. – that's where Dr. Will deserves – I always say when people say, why is Dr. Will your favorite ever? And Dan and Dr. Will to me played a little bit of a similar game. There's a lot of variances that are different. But the one thing I said about Dr. Will that will not be repeated – but Dr. Will was not afraid of the block, and Dr. Will did not think the game started until he was nominated. That's when he started playing, and that's when he went hard, and that's when he began to manipulate and work and his It's angle. not only that. It's not, I, I forgot your name. I'm sorry. Sam. <laughs> you listen to my show. Huh? No, no, Sam, man. It's Sam. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Sam. I, no, You're good. You're no, good, Jess. Don't worry. Listen, I, I love your show. I love you. Like I know you do. You, but it's what so Will good. did with the game, mm-hmm. what Will did with the game is, it's not only that his his back, he, he decided, not only was his back against the walls, he wanted to mess with you. Let, mm-hmm. Let's go on a whole, oh, um, I do fasting. I really don't do fasting. I'm just doing that to mess with these people. You know what I mean? Like, who the yeah. hell does that? Yeah, and it's, like, I mean, that's that's a great point. You know, season two, people that haven't seen the old seasons, again, if you've got CBS uh, All Access, go watch season two. Dr. Will decides to to invite the entire cast to fast with him uh, just as a cleaning, cleansing ritual, which was total BS. He just wanted to see who had willpower and didn't have willpower. And it's brilliant. Dr. Will revolutionized Big Brother. It was a whole other game when Dr. Will stepped into it. And it'll never, it'll never be that way again. I tell people you will never see another Dr. Will. Can, I, can I, I believe ask that. you, is, is Dan's funeral over Dr. Will? Is who? I'm sorry? Dan's funeral. No. I think Dan's funeral is one of the most overrated moves in Big Brother. For somebody to sit there and say, well, I'm going to have a funeral for my game, and people to buy that and to cry over that was the most ridiculous thing. You're not a game player if you're crying for the Dan's funeral. It's just, to me, that's just hogwash. Sorry, I know people, I know people say that Dan's funeral was the biggest, I think it was the biggest bunch of bull. For somebody to say, oh, I'm going to bury my game, I'm going to end it here, this was, of course, for anybody who's at, is thinking, Season 14, Dan pulls off this ploy to save himself. uh, Burying his game, he's never going to play again, and he's going to have a funeral for himself. And it it just was stupid. I'm sorry. It was the dumbest. For anybody to buy that and cry over it, people crying, it was just dumb. You know, I watched that season again, right? Yeah. 
and I understand it's not necessarily Ben's funeral. He yeah. said, I have I have to swear to you on the Bible. So then he swears to Frank on the Bible, and he tells him the truth that there's a crack pipe. So the funeral is a little misconception. Yeah. It's just a move to saying, Frank, come upstairs, and I swear on the Bible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great point. That's a great point. Jesse, I got to get going, man, because I'm going to finish up this finale stuff, man. But listen, I appreciate you so much, brother, for listening and following along Yo, and doing all that, man. We'll be back next. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll keep you here, man. Thanks, Jesse, I, and I'll talk on. to you next I, season, I got buddy. one more for you. I got one more for you. All right, okay. throw it at me. Um, my, big, my big brother, greatest of all time move. My personally, not move, but one of Big Brother fans is Victor coming time three times. Yeah, I'm Boricua. You know, Victor, you know what? Victor's, uh, Victor's a guy I would love to see back. Uh, I, he would be somebody that, if an event, uh, a vet season, I would love to see Victor come back. No, but I'm, I would I'm have liked to him come back three ball. times and two times. That was pretty one, incredible. <laughs> one. Absolutely, pretty incredible. Victor, I think, underrated player, and I would love to see him get another shot because I think he's so likable. He's got a great social game, and he, you know, I think he can. I think he could probably do better in a second, second opportunity. All right, Jesse, I got to run, man. I appreciate it so much, brother. Bro, like I said, you're you're close to none the most acknowledgeable player on on Big Brother, man. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. I appreciate that. Hey, don't cut yourself short because you know as much as I do. I can promise you that. Jesse, I appreciate it, man. Much love. Thanks, buddy. All right, we're going to leave Jesse on. Anybody else wants to call? We got a, we've got a certain amount of time. That's why I do that. I could talk to Jesse all night, really. But if you guys want to call, 713-955-0749. We're going to take a quick commercial to put your Mortys to break it up, and then we're going to come right back. And we're going to talk about the rest of this season. You're listening to the Big Brother After Show. I'm Sam. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com.
you know, as Jesse said, you know, it did get a little bit boring in this season, didn't it? I mean, I felt like it was kind of a little bit of a slowdown, anticlimactic. And you know what? I'm going to say it. You know, for as good as this season was, I do agree that it was one of the better seasons by far. But as far as excitement, it really was lacking. And this entire final HOH and the decision and everything like that, we it's almost like an overlaying cloud of unclimatic, you know, anticlimactic season, just anticlimactic game, anticlimactic jury moments, anticlimactic votes, I mean, nominations, HOH winners. With the exception of JC, that was about the only real true, real bolt of electricity you really got this season. That doesn't necessarily make it a bad season. It does make it a little um, very tired. And that final HOH here that we're going to talk about wasn't much different because we see Casey win the second part. And, you know, she wasn't very good at remembering information, and I thought – you know what, when we're going into part three, <laughs> this is going to be a real problem for her because, you know, usually, as we saw, it's either true or false or, you know, true, no, totally true, whatever. And, you know, I kind of thought this might be a struggle for her because I felt like Tyler might have a better grip on people and remember a little bit better about what people were doing in the game on what day and whatnot. He just seemed like he was kind of on top of that stuff. And, of course, we see in the HOH part three live tonight, he was, as was she. But that part, too, I got a little bit nervous watching her kind of fail at the beginning. Fortunately for her, J.C. was worse. Now, it looked like J.C. was going to really run away with it. But it really didn't beat her by that. It really, she really didn't beat him by that much. But that was a concern going into part three for me, seeing kind of how she messed up. Not concern, but concern for her, because I'm okay with J.C. in that final two seed. And I think it makes a really interesting argument in uh, the conclusion of this whole thing of where J.C. really finishes when it's all said and done. We're going to talk about that with the jury sessions and Dr. Will. Now, i got to say, me and Jesse were talking about it. Love Dr. Will. Big fan of his. I think he's the greatest player to ever play. And I will say it like I say it every season. If you don't believe me, if you've got CBS All Access, do yourself a huge favor. Go back and watch Big Brother 2. Go back and watch Big Brother 7, and you'll see in a tremendous – I, you know, I tell people – people get mad at me that at times I feel like there's a lull in these seasons. And I felt like there's been a lull in these seasons for roughly six seasons now where I just don't feel like I get the goosebumps. I don't feel the electricity I have felt in past seasons. And funny enough that, that our friend Jesse brought it up, the last time I really got excited for Big Brother – was the moment when season 14, Dan convinces um, convinces Danielle to save him in the veto, put Shane up, and then he votes Shane out to shock Danielle. And if you haven't seen that part of season 14, it is incredible. And it really does staple that Dan is, to some people, the greatest player to ever play. And I put him right up in there. I like Danielle Reyes. Dr. Will, and Dan, I mean, if you could combine those three, what a monster. I mean, they just were all so great at what they did in this game. I'm telling you, it's light years beyond what you see now, and I'm not downing on these seasons. I'm telling you, as a new person who maybe started in season 12 or started in season 15 or whatever, 
that these older seasons, if you have all access and you enjoy these feeds, do yourself the biggest favor ever. Go back and watch two, four, five, six, seven. These are amazing seasons that are nothing like what you see right now, and I will stand by that. I'll die on that hill happily. These seasons that we see now are not what they used to be. And you're going to feel a lot of goosebumps, a lot of electricity in these old seasons when you saw people making moves. Alliances weren't such a big deal back then. A lot of people were playing for themselves. And so a lot of things would happen that were just out of nowhere really exciting. And I encourage anyone to go back and watch it. To keep up with our poll, I asked you guys, did the jury vote uh, Casey to spy Angela? I really thought I was going to kind of get railroaded with this when I thought I was going to kind of have to fall on the sword. I feel pretty confident. Forty-five percent of you agree with me. You say that they did. That you felt like the jury did vote to spite Angela. Fifty-five percent of you are saying no, that you don't believe that. But that is a high percentage for a, a conspiracy theory nowadays. Anyway, I mean, I'm not talking about aliens. I'm just talking about hey, you know, I think that there's a little, a little tinge of I'm going to get Angela back a little bit and not give it to Tyler, especially when the love was confessed. Uh, you know, you know how I feel about. Showmances. But Casey wins his part two, and the decision has to be made on juries, what people are going to do, how they're going to vote. Great to see Dr. Will step in there. He's looking old. And a lot of people have asked me, who do I think would be the great replacement host? A lot of people think it's Jeff Schroeder. I really think Jeff Schroeder is a snowball thrower. I think he's a fantastic guy. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he is somebody in the entertainment industry that's probably going to do a lot of things. We're already seeing him grow from Big Brother, and I give nothing but props to the guy for that. But I really cringe at a lot of the Big Brother questions he asks. I don't enjoy his lackadaisical attitude towards the strategy into Big Brother. It's more of talking to a buddy than it is talking to somebody who really understands the strategic point of the game and really wants to ask pointed questions. And if Julie Chin, I know, is renewed through 2019. Now, does that go through Big Brother 21? I can't tell you. But can, I can tell you that she is renewed for 2019 with CBS. Whether she renews her contract and it's before or after Big Brother, I don't know. You guys know a lot more of that than I do, and I'm sure that will come out on Twitter with all the, all the uh, knowledge that people can find online. But i got to say, I'm not crazy about Ross Matthews. I'm not really crazy – about I've seen. Listen, Ross Matthew. I enjoyed his celebrity version. I did. I thought he was a lot of fun to watch. I was a fan of his season. I, uh, as far as him in his season, I thought he was the best player in BB Celebrity by far. I thought he was really great. I think I got robbed in Big Brother Celebrity, but at the same time, I've seen his after show. Not to say that ours is way better. Oh, I mean, call me CBS, but. I don't feel like he's going to be somebody that's really going to throw a lot of hard questions at people either. And I feel like a lot of his interviewing kind of feels a little campy to me. And I would love to see Dr. Will step in from Dr. Tattoo that he does, you know, on the side over here. I'm sure he doesn't really show up and remove tattoos anymore. For those of you who don't know, he's a doctor that runs tattoo removal businesses. He's got several businesses. Tattoo removal is one of his biggest ones. I'm sure he's not coming in and putting on the rubber gloves and doing the work, and he does a lot of dermatology stuff. But i got to think he's got a little bit of time on Thursday nights to come in and do the live sessions and the, and the uh, you know, exit interviews and whatnot. So I kind of would like to see Dr. Will be the guy that they would hire to bring in as a host 
a big brother because he's never going to play again. I mean, that's just we should even not even entertain that. It'll never happen. But right off the bat, we see Bailey is a little bitter, and we said that this jury may be a little bit bitter. And I'm surprised because I thought the bitterness would come from the L6, um, you know, the revelation that L6 was having a, a huge alliance there. Um, you know, that there was a little bit of a showmance between Tyler and Angela and Brett coming in the house. You know, I thought there was going to be a lot of bitterness, particularly with the L6 being found out. And what I find was really interesting is that the L6 was really not something Brett ever even brought up to the jury. And that was odd to me. Um, I don't know if that's out of embarrassment for Brett. I don't know if he felt like it was maybe he's still holding on to a little bit of a grudge for the fact that, you know, his own alliance voted him out. But it felt very much like everybody was really shocked about this L6 revelation that Angela presents in the jury. But Angela pushes for Tyler. And I just have a feeling that that really hurt. I think Angela should have really probably kept her opinions maybe to herself and and realized that if the jury hates me, and 45% of you agree with me here, that if the jury in some way is not happy with me, disgruntled with me, doesn't like the way that I did things, and she did some horrible jury management, that it's just possible that the guy that I want to win, they may go against. Now, again, we're talking conspiracies here. But I think there's some truth to that that maybe jurors would never, ever admit. But I kind of feel like there's something there, especially with the way some people voted. I'm really surprised that they didn't go Tyler. And it looked like Tyler was going to run with it. Of course, they did it backwards on purpose. Uh, Kudos, CBS, for that move. But I kind of thought Tyler might sweep it, and then things just started turning. And it really started turning with the hive. I told you guys, I didn't think that pact was was going to really last. But maybe it did. Maybe it did matter. Uh, I just felt like these guys couldn't get on the same page on an HOH, much less on a on a on a vote to for who was going to win. Looks like they kind of came through on that guarantee. And it's interesting that they really didn't give Casey a lot of credit, and that's why the spitefulness also comes into play, and why I pushed that a little bit on you guys. Casey, as they're talking about Casey, they're talking about these vetoes now. She didn't really even have to use them. She never used them. What was the point of her winning it? I mean, you know, she did get her HOH, but, you know, it wasn't anything special. She had an L6 around her. And I beg to differ a little bit with that because I think had vetoes been won by the people who are on the block, this game changes tremendously. If anything, Casey deserves a lot of credit for keeping L6 where it was by winning these vetoes and not putting people in that position where – their own alliance would have to be put up and be subject to be voted by the other side. They were pretty safe through those weeks, I believe, but there are moments where Casey winning that veto does help L6 tremendously. So, yeah, you can look at Casey and say those vetoes should never have really counted for her because she didn't use them, jury. At the same time, she doesn't win those vetoes. Things could be drastically different in the final two. It could be very drastically different in the two people that are sitting in those nomination chairs. And the shock of really all of it was J.C. getting a ton of credit from everyone. And like I said, our friend Renee, who listens to the show, hello, Renee, always tweeting something out and um, always keeping up with things with us. You know, she said, look, J.C. deserves a ton of credit here. I mean, she really sold me 
just on Twitter by saying, you know, look, this guy deserves a ton of credit. How can you take it away from him? He kind of walks in there without anything. He kind of walks in there without a, without a huge alliance to back him up. He's already kind of, and I told you guys, I thought that K, that JC was going to come in and have an advantage of being, and I don't mean it this way, it's just the way it kind of comes out, but kind of in a way being looked over, maybe because of his stature, people not taking him very serious. And I thought that JC would get a little while, would, would go a little ways. I didn't think he was going to go final three. But I did feel like he was going to get a little ways. But then he began to play Fessy a little bit. And then he began to convince Fessy to get rid of, uh, get rid of Caitlin. And, you know, maybe we should vote this way, maybe we should vote that way. And he's working with the L6. All this stuff was absolutely due to J.C.'s own ability to play the game and his own ability to manipulate some people, and his own ability to work with people like Brett for that little bit of time and work with people like Fessy and have a final two with Tyler. J.C. deserves a ton of credit. And looking at these jury, jury uh, discussions, it seems like that they kind of felt the same, that J.C. did deserve a little bit of credit for his game. And I almost felt like, and I tweeted it out, that J.C. may be in this situation against Casey wins. Now, that's when, you know, we kind of felt like Tyler was a slam dunk for this thing. Not really a slam dunk, but you get what I'm saying. That Tyler had a really, really great opportunity here to win against maybe J.C. Maybe J.C. deserves a lot of credit for this season. And like I said, I just feel like Angela pushing him to the jury just irritated everyone a little bit more. You heard you heard Bailey say it. Well, yeah, you want us to vote for him because he's your boyfriend. You know, I I kind of feel like Angela pushing Tyler so hard might have hurt Tyler a little bit in some of the minds. And, again, J.C. might have been able to beat Casey. J.C. might have been able to beat Tyler. If Casey beat Tyler there's and we feel like J.C. could have beat Casey, there's nothing there that says that – J.C. couldn't have been Tyler, couldn't have beat Tyler. But overall, I thought it was a very fair jury. I thought the discussions that they had were fair. And, again, a little bit of bitterness. You can kind of read it on their faces. I think Tyler got a lot of credit from the jury. But, like I said, I think the L6 thing might have hurt him a little bit, the fact that he was kind of protected by an alliance. Listen, when you find out that there's six people that have been playing this game together that have been dominating you, you know, game recognizes game. We can say that, right, when it's all safe and sound. But in reality, in your mind, you're bent. You're a little bent. And like I said, them finding out about the L6 when Angela walks in is a little shocking because I really thought Brett was going to reveal all. And it seems like Brett kept it very, very quiet. We see the final HOH, Tyler and Casey, after that jury session. And I thought, really, honestly, Tyler was going to dominate this final HOH part, this this third part. I said before, I didn't really feel like Casey made connections where Tyler did with people. And I thought Tyler played a really masterful social game. And I think he deserves a ton of credit for his social game. I mean, Incredible social game, close to very close to Derek. But they get into this thing in the final three, or the fi- or the third finale of the uh, final th- third part of the finale of the HOH. 
and they're tying every answer. And all I can think to myself is this sums up the season. Yes, these are two great players at the end. Yes, absolutely, there's no doubt. <clears throat> but here we go with this tie, tie, tie. Seven ties, eight ties, nine tiebreaker. And maybe that's great for a finale. Maybe you need that. Maybe that's where it needs to be. And I definitely would say that it was really cool to see this thing come down to the pen and pad to see who was going to win this. I kind of thought at the beginning of this, this is what the season sums up. By the end of it, I thought it was really exciting to see Casey put the right number in there and win the final HOH. But there's one thing I wonder watching this, and I don't know if you guys do too. I have to wonder. We saw Tyler back out of that that HOH part one, right? I'm going to throw it to you, Casey, and he backs off of it, and he wins that that first part of HOH. He gets that twinge of, you know what, I don't know that I can put this in somebody else's hands. Now, remember, JC's already out. All Tyler had to do was drop, and he refuses to do it, even though after all this time this season we've seen them live up to the bond that they've had, Tyler goes back on it a little bit. And Casey takes Tyler to the end. And Casey told another anticlimactic part of this whole season is that JC makes his speech for the, you know, to take me, the take me speech. And it's basically, hey, you're, I appreciate you already telling me, you know, that I'm not going. Well, the rest of us were like, well, hell, that's fun. So your speech is for nothing, moving on, right? And it's like, okay, well. I guess this is your goodbye speech, because even Casey, I mean, it's a lock. No no climatic situation. I mean, it doesn't build. We come back from commercial break. We could have skipped commercial and just had Tyler and Casey sitting at the end of the chairs. JC's left the building. He's going to, he's going to jury. Because it was, I mean, hey, I appreciate you telling me up front that I'm not going with you. Well, it's like, oh, okay, well. That was fun. CBS probably slamming tables at that point. But I got to wonder, does Tyler pull out of their agreement if he wins that final part? Does he look at J.C. and say, you know what? I kind of feel better against J.C. I think it's extremely possible. And I don't think that Tyler ever admits that. But I have a feeling that Tyler may have taken J.C., And I'll be honest with you, with me picking Casey to win, and I told y'all why, and it's the same thing I'm standing on today, jury bitterness, with the, with the jury not giving her a lot of credit for the wins, I got really doubtful in this final thing. I got really doubtful when the jury was coming up. And then we get the jury questions. And, you know, to me, you always have, almost every season, you always have a great a great speaker convincing the jury to vote for him. And you always have a bad speaker convincing the jury to vote for them. It's almost uncanny every season that you've got one great talker at the end. Maybe it's Paul versus Nicole or whatever, or Dan versus Ian, uh, you know, Derek versus Cody. I mean... 
you go down the line of, of, of final twos, and it's one of those situations where one always speaks really well and the other one just doesn't. And Tyler had these answers thought out. I have no doubt in my mind with the way he answered them so quickly, how he handled them, that he was very well prepared for that. And I have to think, he's been thinking about these questions all week long, maybe all season long. But there's a part of Tyler I don't buy, and I don't buy that he needed Bailey and he needed an enemy in the jury. I think that all blew up very quickly. I think that all happened very quickly for him. And I don't think that Tyler was prepared for Bailey's explosion when it happened. That was all a buildup from Bailey's HOH, just all of it, just a lot of tension there. And I don't buy that Tyler needed an enemy in the jury. I don't I don't buy it. I, I'm sorry. He needed to say what he needed to say to make things cool with her. But I think that Bailey is somebody that appreciates it more when you're up front. And you go, look, you're a danger to me. You were a danger to me in the game. You were winning. You won your HOH. You were obviously angry about how a lot of things went. I can't keep you around because I'm scared of you. Bailey's ego, some of these jurors, you stroke an ego, you kind of get a vote. And I think just saying, hey, look, you know, I'm sorry, i got to apologize to you. It's probably, it's probably sincere. It comes off like you need a vote. And saying, this is why I did it. I need an enemy. Everybody liked me so much. It's a little, it's a little bit, of, you get a little full of yourself at that point, in my opinion. And I don't think it helped with Bailey. Obviously it didn't. Casey's answers. I like that Casey explained that she played socially early on. And then competitive later, and I, and I think that that is a great strategy to play. I don't, you know, hey, you guys have been listening to me sometimes for years. I'm a big proponent for not playing hard early. You play social, 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 social. You try to get invited into an alliance. You try to be somebody that people want to work with. And you do that by getting to know everybody around you very well. You don't talk a lot about yourself. You ask a lot of questions about them. You make them feel comfortable with who you are. They want to work with you. They want to be around you. I'm not sold that Casey does that very well. Now, you guys can sell it to me on Twitter all you want. I didn't see it. You rubbing somebody's back when they're crying is just a human care for another person. You getting to know someone very intimately, detailed, about their life, where they're from, what they do. That's the kind of stuff that Tyler did that I don't really feel like Casey did well. So I think her overselling her social game obviously worked for her, but I don't know that I bought that. Now, a lot of these jurors already had their mind, and if this pact really did stick, they already had their mind made up. We find out that they're both super fans. You know, I don't understand... The big surprise that I'm a super fan. Surprise, I'm a super fan. Guess what? The jury's filled with super fans, too. That doesn't make you inherently a better player. I don't know why super fan is something that is, hey, guys, listen, big surprise, I'm a super fan. Well, guess what? A couple of those people that are sitting on the jury were super fans, too. But that's what they sell. Like I said, I felt like Tyler prepared for his answer really well. I think uh, I think Casey's biggest move 
so she took to the final uh, final two to the jury. And I have to think that if she doesn't win tonight, that her flaw would have been not putting Tyler in jury. Even though I think JC beats her, I think that her serving Tyler up to the jury and the jury saying, yeah, maybe Tyler was a lot better player than than people realized, but she served up the best player in the jury. It was a lot like the Brett theory with Angela. I always feel like, and it didn't work out this season, but I always have felt like the biggest move of the season is the last one. The biggest move of the season is the last one that you make. Is it big or is it not? Is it big enough to get you sent home? Is it big enough to get you to the final? Is it big enough to get you $500,000? The move that's made in, in week two doesn't matter. The move that's made in the final three matters. And sometimes serving up the best player, always serving up the best player on a platter to the jury is huge. And that might have just been what Tyler would have done had he won. And I still think it's what Casey should have done. Obviously, hindsight 2020, she wins. But at this point in my notes, watching this show, I'm thinking, you serve up Tyler on a silver platter, it's going to help you a lot against JC. And it's hard to sell that Tyler wasn't better socially, all the final twos, all the comps. Now, I said it too. I felt like, I felt like Tyler won a lot of comps. He did not need to win. And obviously it didn't help him in the end. And I do feel like that jury voted despite Angela. When it came down to final speeches, I'm surprised, guys. You know, Casey's big selling point in her speech is that she got there because of L6 and people around her. She wins $500,000 from that speech. Tyler lays out everything nicely. He lays out a timeline that fits within the 45, 55, 60 seconds that he can get out of CBS. He fits a timeline. He pushes timeline that works his mention of the Power app. It's a nice edge to tell people, you know, well, look, I had this. I didn't even need to use it. I thought Tyler was flawless in that speech. I think he pushed a little too much that people liked him, and that probably makes a juror feel a little bitter that, oh, yeah, yeah, we really liked you so much. Look where you are. We were suckers. And then we see the whole jury come on. You know, I or the whole cast come on, not the jury, but the whole cast. And I really am a proponent for this. There's a lot of things CBS could cut out and give me more of. And one of the things they can give me more of every season at the end is more time with the jurors who are at home watching this season at home, watching it on TV, seeing what we saw. That is a huge thing to me. I want to see the original house guests come back and have a real 20, 15-minute discussion about what they saw. And, you know, they used to do that a lot more. Now they ask, you know, I don't even know why. You fly all these people out there for this finale, and you ask one or two a question, and then you move on. And I think there should, have, there should always be a discussion after the votes are casted from the people who watched it at home that were sent home before jury who can say, this is what I saw, I didn't understand this, Tyler, you played a great game, blah, 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 blah. JC, why did JC do this? Casey, why did you do this? Bailey, why did you do that? I would have. I, these are the people that ask the questions that we want to ask because they've been at home watching it, and they lived a portion of their time in the house. CBS has got to give these people more time to come on and talk. 
it drives me nuts that you have, you know, you bring in six people and we saw a marriage proposal. And we'll talk about that. You know, me and Jesse just talked about it a little bit. I'm going to ask you guys tomorrow what you thought of the marriage proposal. Look, my wife is a bachelorette person, bachelorette, and, you know, I catch it. But, and I'm sure Morty's talks about it, so go visit them if you like it. But listen, you, I, I'm not a firm believer that you can fall in love going to 70 different destinations on the earth, the most beautiful places on earth, and spending, you know, a day with somebody and then another day with a different person and figuring out who you're in love with. Now, maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. I would err to say that in comparison to something like American Idol where you look at the winners and, like, you don't remember 90% of them have done nothing with their careers. I think this whole reality romance thing can be a lot of the same. Now, we see it work in Big Brother, but a lot of these people date when they get out, and they find out they're compatible, they find out they get along, and they start a family. And that's a beautiful thing. It is a wonderful thing for some of these people. But 20-some-odd days, you've, been, you've known each other longer. I mean, he's been watching her on TV longer than they had personal one-on-one conversations. Now, that doesn't mean that they feel like they found friends reference. They're lobster. That's fantastic. But I hope these two stay engaged for a while, figure out that one, you know, listen, one of them's good with money, one of them's bad with money. That's going to be a problem. One of them has too many friends of the opposite sex, that can be a problem. One of them likes to go out dancing while the other one's working, that can be a problem. These people need to figure out who they are on the outside of the house, and I hope that they have a wonderful relationship. I hope that they're the new, you know, Jordan and Jeff. That's wonderful. But in reality, I really hope these two people give it a chance to see if this thing's really going to work out because it's a very awkward thing that he asked her to marry him, she says yes, and this is not the first proposal Big Brother has had on air during a finale, Boogie did it. It didn't go so well for Boogie. That was season two. <laughs> but it was cute. But I wish these people, I think they were in the house longer than, than Bailey and uh, um, Swaggy were. So that's interesting. But, hey, listen, if y'all, got, if y'all listen to the show, Swaggy, Bailey, Stay engaged for a long time. Live together. Learn if that person that doesn't roll the toothpaste the right way annoys you. Make sure that you're both good with your money. Make sure nobody has gambling debts and bad credit. Not that that's a bad thing, but you just have to make sure. It's amazing. But I wish them nothing but the best after just saying all that. Then we see the, the votes come in uh, as, as the votes come around. Uh, JC votes for Tyler, Angela Tyler. Uh, and then we see a turn. Sam goes KC, Brett goes Taylor, uh, Tyler, Haley goes Tyler, Scotty goes KC, Fessy goes KC, Rockstar goes KC, Bailey goes KC. KC wins this thing, wins $500,000, a half a million dollars. When you look at these votes, I could very much see Haley deciding her own vote. She was always kind of strong-willed, decided what she wanted to do. And, I, you know, I said it. Uh, not that KC didn't deserve to win, don't give me that. But don't get me wrong there. But this is the high votes. These are the high votes that everybody was talking about. But one thing that's for sure looking at this, one thing that we talked about weeks ago, 
was when Haley needed to plead that her vote would cancel out the the uh, hive if she was on the jury. Didn't matter because Casey took her place, or because Sam took her place in the Casey vote. How shocking that Sam goes Casey. Do you think that Sam's vote for Casey was a little bit of bitterness towards Tyler? Maybe. We said before, Sam doesn't get a lot of a friend attention. If you don't cuddle with Sam, Sam begins to get a little bit emotional and figure we're not friends anymore. Maybe there's a little bit of anger towards Angela. We don't know. But deserving, of course, America's favorite player. I told you guys I thought it was going to be Brett. Listen, if Tyler doesn't if Tyler doesn't end up America's favorite player and he wins this season, I've got to say I do think I'm right on that one, Brett. So I really kind of want to give myself credit there that I thought uh, Brett was going to win it. I really think he was a solid second place. I don't think Haley was close. Maybe you guys voted for Haley in droves. I'd have a hard time seeing that after all the mistakes that were made that season. I'm really surprised that that was a top three. I thought the third might be Sam uh, or maybe JC for the entertainment. But we see AFP goes to Tyler. Congratulations to him. That's $75,000. Like I said before, unless rules have changed, now I have been told, shockingly, that I don't know everything about Big Brother, and we already knew that, but that these people in the house get bonuses for finishing in certain places right now. I had no clue that that was going on, and I think this was the first season for it. But Tyler, as if those rules haven't changed from the past, Tyler doesn't get a stipend, which is a weekly check that these guys get for being in the house. Yes, you get paid weekly. I think it's a thousand a week. Pretty good money. I mean, to be in the house for sure. So you get a thousand a week, and then if you win America's Favorite Player, you actually win more than because see, here's the deal. You win second, you don't get your stipend, you don't get your weekly check, you get the prize money, so you get your fifty grand, right? Five hundred thousand dollar winner doesn't get their stipend. Of course, they don't care about it at that point. Every other person gets a stipend check for the weeks that they were in the house, right? If you are there up until jury, let's say, let's say Brett does, let's say Brett gets America's Favorite Player, Tyler wins, whatever. Brett wins more than second place. When you add up the stipend and the $25,000, it's pretty crazy. But good for Tyler. He gets that AFP. No surprise there. And you come down to this, this situation that obviously Casey made the right choice for herself. It looked like a really risky one going in, but she makes the right choice. And she was pretty protected this season. It's, you know, it was a really rough season for me. And at the conclusion of it all, when we wrap this thing up, when you look at everything that happened this season, Julie says it was the best season ever. I beg to differ. You guys know that. It was a great alliance season. It was a solid season from beginning to end. We saw a really great player in Tyler. We saw a really great player in KC. I would beg to say that, beg to, to, to tell you guys that I think that the Final Four was a very solid Final Four. Probably one of the best Final Fours we've seen in a season. That's where you get a lot of credit for this. But I have a feeling that Big Brother's Just Alliance can play now. It's very hard to see people play great games as a solo player. <clears throat> they get into alliances, and they feel like these alliances are going to take them to the end, and they've got to stay in these alliances. 
and sometimes you lose a lot of social game, and that's where Tyler gets a lot of it advantage here as a solo player. The alliances are there. The social game for Tyler, obviously, one of the best we've seen with the way he was able to have everybody kind of like him. I like to think that if Angela's not in that jury or they don't have a romance, Tyler wins this thing. I just That's my conspiracy theory. But I think Casey played a great game, too. And she turned it on when she needed to. And she was really the reason L6 makes it as far as they do at the end. I do appreciate social, social Game. I think it's huge. But the real lack of excitement left in this season, it became a little bit lame. The one great part was Tyler, Casey. The one bad part of the season was really, truly L6. It was fun to see an alliance roll. It was true. It was truly great to see an alliance that stuck together, rolled through the season, kept their secret, did a great job. But they choked the life out of this game. One side of the house had monsters in their alliance that literally could win any contest, best physical players, best comp players. And on the other side of the house, a cluster of disastrous gameplay. No social game, and just buffoonery whenever they were in power. Maybe the, maybe the most deserving player didn't win, but the winner was deserving. And it's a really unique season when you do see that. So it does deserve credit where it's due. It kind of lifts it out of the pile of meh episodes. Meh. There's a lot of seasons that sit in that that meh pile. That meh. This one doesn't sit there. It deserves its own place. Was Casey really deserving, though? I would have believed a little bit more had her social game been on the realms of Tyler's. But in that social game, Tyler's was really, really strong. And truly, to Tyler's credit, his final two deal is actually what secured his seat there. So not only did Tyler play the game extremely well, he guaranteed himself a final two, regardless of who went. I have to think that J.C. thinks about taking Tyler. Tyler had that effect on everyone in this game. Brett would have taken Tyler. Angela would have taken Tyler. But Casey deserves a ton of credit for playing the right time in the game. The jury might poo-poo on her vetoes, as unnecessary as sometimes it felt like they were. Had they themselves won veto when on the block, it changes everything. So Casey is necessary, and Casey is the reason L6 survives where it does. Casey's the reason that L6 is a top three alliance of all time in Big Brother. Again, I don't know that Tyler takes Casey. I'm not 100% convinced and not sure we'll ever know. But I have to think if he goes back on that final HOH first part, I've got to think that somewhere in his mind he's thinking to take JC. Again, great final four. 
It wasn't exci- it, w- it really wasn't exciting unless you're related to Tyler or Casey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A lot of you guys were fans of those two, and I was too. I really sincerely was. But it was a very solid showing, and any of the final four have a case to win this game, and that's so, so rare. J.C. had his case, Angela had a case, Tyler had a case, and Casey had a case to win this game. They could have made any plea to win this game. Tyler made a solid one. Casey made a good enough one. Big Brother 20 goes down as one of the better seasons in the last ten seasons. But being great against seasons two through ten really means it was just decent. And decent isn't always how you want to watch your favorite show. Big Brother needs big changes, guys. It needs to bring back certain things that they've forgotten. For at least four seasons of the show, they've taken an anticlimactic stance of how this show should be done. The nomination wheel is gone. The, the, the anxiety and anticipation of people passing the wheel around and taking their key out seeing the relief on their face, seeing the nervousness on the faces of those who didn't pull their key yet, it is what made the show great. That nomination will be removed and and replaced with a box where you turn a key and a name pops up on a screen as the antithesis of how awful some parts of this game have gotten. The POV is outdated. It needs an update. You want to know what to do with POV? I'm going to tell you what to do with POV. POV. You upgrade POV from Golden Power Veto and you make the Diamond Power Veto the standard of the game. And if you win the Diamond Power Veto, if you guys remember old seasons, the Diamond Power Veto allowed the winner to name the replacement. It changes the whole value of Power Veto. You don't draw names, you let everybody in the house play for that. And if they win it and they want to take somebody down, they have won the power to replace the nominee. You want to see the game change? You do that. You bring back the nomination wheel and bring some intensity back in this game. You change the POV to a diamond power of veto, and you allow other people in the house that need moves to be made to make them when they have to by winning a power of veto. The power of veto has become somewhat of a joke. You don't even let the entire house play for it. Any, you know, why are we pulling names? This entire house has a stake in the power of veto. They should all be playing for it. Replace that golden power of veto with the diamond upgrade. I'm telling you, this 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 show changes on a dime. They need more social twist. If you go back and watch season four, season four involved exes that didn't know they were going to be in the house with their exes, okay? One half of the house comes in, where's the other half? The other half walks in, guess what? Blindsided, both sides don't realize that the ex that they used to date is now in the house with them. Fantastic twist for a season. Season five had twins playing in it, and I know we saw that in a later season, but we saw twins switching out playing in the game. But not only that, we saw a long-lost brother and sister playing in this game and didn't even know they were related. It was It was... Season five in the moment where Cowboy and Nokomis realize they're related is one of the craziest, wildest emotional moments when, a, when this guy realizes that the names they share are similar, that their father has the same first name, and different mothers. 
a brother and a sister found each other in season five, and it was incredible. It made season five memorable for a very long time. Season six, people were connected in season six privately. They all had secret partners. It was great. Season eight is one of the best. Season eight brought in people who had a checkered past with each other, a father who had not seen his daughter in forever because they can't get along, evil Dick and Danielle, two ex-lovers, two ex-best friends, two people who used to date. I mean, it was incredible to see these people rehash the issues of their relationships and try to play a game at the same time. Social twists are what made Big Brother great. Bring back the social twist. Entertain us with seeing what happens socially when people aren't just expected to come in and play a game with a couple of game twists, but come in and don't realize that they've been put in a social twist. See how it changes the dynamic. See how it changes their plans to win this game. Social twists are better than game twists. Big Brother has lost that. They've gotten into this, oh, well, you know, you can do this, but you can't do that, and this secret nominee, and this and that, and oh, da 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 It's ridiculous. Hackers. It's ridiculous. The hacker comp. The person who won the hacker comp this year was able to go back on the block after winning it. It's not a twist. It's a bad plan. Bring back the social twist that the, the actual players have to deal with. The game needs new ideas, it needs new production, it needs new twists that affect players socially and not in the game. Casting needs major upgrades, and they need to get back into age variations. Now, look, I know you got a lot of guys out. A lot of a lot of you guys out here are young fans, and I get that. But the truth of the matter is, is if you go back and watch a season like season ten, where they had older players. It was one of the most entertaining seasons because there was two different types of generations that were trying to play the same game and at times just couldn't get on the same page. And it made for a complete powder keg explosion at times. Bring in the 50-year-olds, the 30-year-olds, the 40 Don't bring in one. Bring in three or four so that they're not outcast, so they're not donnied, so they're not steved, the first people that go home. Bring in, a, bring in a, a variety of ages, people with different backgrounds and experiences. This has become, at times, real world with money at the end. But in the end, I'm still hooked, and so are you guys. And that's why we're going to be waiting for season 21. We're going to be waiting to see what the twists are going to be. We're going to be waiting to see who the cast is going to look like. And although at the end of the season, to 20, I didn't feel like it lived up to greatness, I thought it lived up to good. And maybe, just maybe, 21 lives up to greatness. Guys, I can't thank you enough for joining me on this show every, every week, every Thursday. I can't thank you enough for the thousands of listens that we get. I pour my heart out to you in appreciation for you guys just for giving me a few minutes, even if you don't even finish the show. It means a lot to me. A, a guy who's got a couple of people putting together a podcast to talk about a game show, it means a ton. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
I thank Morty's from the bottom of my heart. Please go visit them. Please support them. And I hope that if we return for Big Brother 21, which I hope, that you will be there too and that we can continue to grow. Please, guys, keep tweeting. Don't forget that every season in the spring, right around the time Big Brother Canada, I know some of you guys watch that, right around the, you know, March, you know, March, February, March area, we do the Big Brother Best Player Bracket. So far, three winners, uh, Will, Dan, and June, they retire from the bracket. That way they can't win every year or get pointless. We're going to have a new list of people ranked one through, gosh, 20-something. And they all match up against each other. Your votes carry the next player through to the next round until they match up. You know, every year I do it. It takes a lot of work, and I appreciate the hundreds and thousands, of, actually thousands of votes that we really get on this thing. And I want it to be a huge event every year to count down to Big Brother. I really do. So share it when you see it. Get people's opinions. Get people to vote on it. Share it with your Big Brother community. I want it to be something huge every year that everybody kind of looks forward to because it is fun to do. And it is nerve-wracking to figure out who goes against who and who should be here and who should who should advance to this next row because – Hey, when I do it, I've got to think about when this person wins, who do, I, who do they need to face in the next round? It all has to be planned out so that everybody's competing against players that are going to be right to compete against. Now, this first round that you guys will see, I don't even know why we're talking about this, but the first round you guys see, a lot of times it's going to be a really, really weak player versus a great player, but that's how brackets work. But please be a big part of that this uh, next year coming up. Get involved with it, vote, share it, do all that stuff. Continue to tweet to us. Continue to talk about Big Brother. Continue to friend us. Continue to watch uh, the Twitter. And I can promise you it's not, it's not something that we ignore. We really do appreciate all the support and love. For the last time this year, guys, I love you sincerely. I appreciate you. You have a purpose on this world. And... Don't forget that you're important, okay? For the last time this year, be good to each other, guys, and we'll see you a Thursday night in the future. Guys, I've enjoyed it. I hope you have too. This is the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Have a great year. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded.
passionate, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.